Welcome to episode 70 of Talking Dairy. When it comes to managing a team, what does good leadership look like? And how do you invest in developing people when times are financially tough? In this People Leadership series, we're talking to different farm businesses across the country to get their perspectives on leading successful teams and how to attract and retain the best talent. Joining us today are Canterbury farmers Leo and Hazel Panalagan, runners-up of the 2023 Southland Dairy Industry Awards, Share Farmer of the Year. Today's host is Jack McGowan. Kia ora, Hazel and Leo. So nice to meet you and welcome to the podcast. Thank you. We're happy to be here in your podcast. Uh, let's start by hearing a little bit about your farm business and team. So like, what's the what's the structure of your farm? Well, the structure of the farm is composed with uh, six staff, including the both of us. So you're contract milkers, right? Yes, we are contract milking for about five years. Yeah, it's going to five years now. Uh, we are working with uh, grassland. Uh, tell me about your herd. Oh, we have about uh, 1,300 cow winter, uh, 402 hectare, effective hectare. And we normally grass-based. We, we use grass, we utilize grass. And I just try to make sure, you know, we're not bringing too much speed from outside. What about yourselves? What's your background? I'm a little uh, dairy farmer back in Philippines before I arrived here in New Zealand. I started in Canterbury, dairy assistant in uh, one of the biggest farms in New Zealand before. I worked in Robindale Dairies, 3,000 cows. That's my first farm when I arrived in New Zealand. And that's huge, huge number. One sheep, 3,000 cows. Yeah, how many were you milking in the Philippines? <laughs> a handful. A handful. A handful. Yeah. <laughs> myself, how about, like myself, I have my own three cows, like dairy cow, but I have my uncle back in Philippines. He have about a few cows, and I trained to be an AV technician back home. Then we get the opportunity to uh, apply here in New Zealand, and then if we, I come here. And yourself, Hazel? I used to be an international rural exchange in Australia when I'm in my early 20s. It's just happened that my boss in Australia was a Lincoln University graduate. And, it, and he asked me if um, what is my plan. I said, I want more car or one more trials. That's the thing when you're more younger. So and he told me that, oh, go to New Zealand then. So here I am. Amazing. It's been like almost 19 years. <laughs> How cool. What, uh, what a journey. So what are your goals for the, like the next five to 10 years? Uh, we want to be not a farm owner, but, you know, like equity, equity partnership. What about, because you talked about your employees, your team being individuals, and but working together as a team towards one goal. Yes. What kind of goals do you see them having? The goals for them is would be, most of the time, is too personal for them. But then we, we try to bring it, you know, in the business so that we try to help them how to achieve their personal goals for them to be more motivated. Because sometimes motivation is not enough. It's just like a bondage. But then the more they, they understand what they want and what are their goals, and then, you know, we could help or synchronize, you know, for them to develop in the organization or to be developed in our business. And then, you know, they will be more performer 
mm. and therefore could achieve something more in life. Cool. How has your leadership style or the way that you lead your team developed over time? We ask them how they want to be trained. Some bit more tougher, some bit more easier. It depends on the people. Yeah. So the leadership here style would be like, it depends on the person. When you're in the leadership role also, you should be always a big example for them. You're also exactly a doer rather than there's no point of leading something that you're an absent leader. Lead by example. Uh, yeah. Just like you cannot teach someone if they cannot see what you're doing. At the same time, they need to be there showing them at the start what to do before you let them go. It's like teaching a kid at the start. You know, if you want a good moral or attitude, you show them how to do it the way you want it. How do you onboard new people to your team? Of course, it started from you shouldn't have the same passion together. And someone should be always like, you know, same goal in life with you. And you make it sure that someone is coming in inside the organization should be could work with the team. You could work with others also. So that's how we onboard them. We need to open ourselves that they could see us visibly also, same as they could also open themselves to us so that we could work together. And that's how it works. Uh, for like, for example, we support someone to go home for a holiday because it's a birthday of his son, or we support someone to go home uh, to go home for a holiday because he's going to get married. It might be not in the right time yet, but we are on board to step down and milk the cows for them. Actually, just opening to be not just an employee staff uh, relationship, but then it's like a family relationship. Like, like bringing to the family. Like, you know, like we try to bring, you know, same, like outside we play sport, you know, like make sure they can come along though and come with us or something just to make more welcome. What sport do you play, Leo? No, basketball. Basketball, cool. Yeah, we love basketball. We're a bit short, but we love basketball. <laughs> and you both play? No, I don't understand basketball at all. I'm that sporty person, but I support them. I support the staff to do that one. It's it's also part of their mental health, you know, to go outside and to socialize. I'm not a basketball fan, but I will be a good cheerleader. I'll try my best to do that. Either they're ashamed of me dancing in there, but I will do my best for them. <laughs> support them. Everybody needs a cheerleader. <laughs> so how do you approach meetings? Do you have one-to-ones or reviews, team meetings? What do you do there? The meetings can be both formal and informal. Mostly if we try to motivate them or we try to develop them. It should be informal sometimes. One, sometimes, like if we need to do something, it need to be one-on-one, like we bring them one-on-one. But normally we have a weekly meeting every way. As a team or? As a team. Oh, yeah. There's great awareness of what's going on both sides. So intersects in our size and for, you know, for the growth of the day-to-day tasks. Nice. And um, what about formal training and development for them? What kind of, what are they involved in and how do you support that? We both train them for the start, but then we always encourage them to do ITO all the time if they want to, to um, advance their skills and knowledge in dairy farming. So we support them, we 
we give them all kind of support, like bring them in town or having them scheduled earlier, making sure that the time they are should be present on that day for their tutorials, or maybe um, we give them time to spend one night dinner with us, you know, to, just to help them to accomplish the papers they're making. So we are very a big supporter for training for we're training for level three for any level they want. And the following we train them is like I bring them with me doing one on one in the following the product in the house, like example, you know, doing maybe bringing them one one by one on the stand, you know, every day is different. Same with the grass cows, right? Make sure they understand what we're doing. Because, you know, if you're not if we're not gonna help them to learn what we're doing, they cannot help us to achieve what the goal we have, you know. They need to make sure they understand the goal. And it's easy, but it's hard at the same time to go. Like we we are a big company. We want to be always one on the top. That's that that's the goal. <laughs> yeah. All right. We try to be number one. <laughs> but you know. We achieved that one last year. We want to do it again. But in the, in the company, we have a good, like every end of the year, we have blank awarding and tripping farm in the company. And last year, we were very lucky to get to be number one. We tried to keep that way. It sounds like it um, is not down to luck. It sounds like it's down to hard work. You work hard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they thought. You know, they need to understand. That's why they need to be on the board. Need to understand everything. They need to be done the training and everything to be there. And we'll be there for them to achieve their goal. Always give and take. And what about yourselves? How long have you been managing staff, managing employees for? Since 2011 or 12, start managing staff. With different nationality. Different, different culture, right? Different culture. We, we, you know, we get from Tonga, from China, from Chile, Nepal, like multicultural. Uh, I'm very, very lucky to work to hips of nationality. Hips and, of people. And, and to broaden our horizon of understanding different culture and mixing those kind of culture. We're lucky for that one. And with that hips of good people, that's like become friends with everyone. I can see how that would happen with you too. <laughs> and so in that time, what kind of formal training or mentorship have yourselves taken? I've done leadership training, uh, coaching approach, that kind of training. Yes. Um, when the, I think when, when the family is still young, because we, we are striving for our residency at that moment, every awful Leo should be always going to training. I always push him to go in developing the career side until, because there are certain point of immigration, uh, immigration qualification, you must be a manager or something, or you should earn something, a certain amount so that you could be a resident for you to qualify to be a resident. That's, that's why we're chasing for that one. Oh, we go? For 10 years, that's why we, he developed that career and the skills that requires and yeah, you know, like, it is like say it's not easy, <laughs> but we make it there like hips of training, like like what she said, you know. Like, I need to go to ITO, doing ITO level four, level five. In my days off, that's always been up every time. Out any other training in my days off, I'm very lucky to have a supported wife. 
it's not easy to go to go out every every off, you know. Need to have a time up family time at the same time, but you know, and just we managed to get it there at the end. Just keep juggling. Yeah, it sounds like quite an investment, but um it's paying off for you. Yeah. Yeah. What are your kind of guiding principles or values for how you run your team? The guiding principles is always if it's because dairy farming is always crucial, like production is always crucial. And the guiding principles in there is you must give your best you can offer and always be honest so that if you have mistakes or there's some error, we could fix it right away. I think that's the most important for us so that our day will be more easier if you do it earlier, if you say it earlier and we could fix it right away. That's also financially and... Honesty is the best policy. <laughs> that's that. Let's make it, yeah, make it everyone's happy. Everyone make a mistake and just make sure, you know, the last before we see it and we can fix it. I remember putting, uh, milking an antibiotic cow into the vet in my first year farming and I felt so sick. Oh, yeah. But yeah, like you say, just tell the boss and um, we got the milk tested and it was fine. It should be part of the relationship between the staff and, and your your boss. Is The part of it is more on trusting for each other, trust each other. And it started from yeah. telling the truth. That's why, you know, like what you asked at the start, you know, need to be more comfortable to each other, like a family bringing them with us. And then they're not afraid to say something. Like, and help them. If they have mistake, help, help them. To fix it rather than keep, you know. Keep whinging. <laughs> nothing, nothing's going to happen if you become upset and keep whinging. It's better to tell them what happened and how to fix it than, you know, than become angry and happy. You know, it's easier that way to get the job done. And next time they'll be, you know, they can, they'll learn how to do it properly. That's the easy one. Yeah. You've talked about employing a lot of um, international employees, and I presume you've had some Kiwis in your time as well. Do you need to approach them differently? And if so, how? No. <laughs> We're not approaching them differently. Perhaps for, for the international students, we call it transitional. We train them transitional because at the end of the day, we're working with Kiwis. So it should be the Kiwi stubbers at we, times. We need to bring them in Kiwi culture. We need to bring their culture to here. None, but, but we respect their culture yeah, we, at the same time. Yeah. Yes. But I think the good the good news for this one, if you mix different culture, it's like learning from each other. It's there are part of the Kiwis that we need to learn. And there are part of them or people like us that Kiwi should also embrace that maybe applicable for the organization. And I think just embracing each other and understanding to work it out, especially we've been in the organization for a while. And then I personally, when I started dairy farming, I, I was with Ukrainian, French lady, American girl in our younger years. And we have no problem. Even communication is not a problem, but I guess just accepting and understanding the culture and then share those good things, take off those not important. Everything's fine. Wonderful. So how do you make sure that you are the best leaders that you can be? 
we always ask ourselves and improve ourselves, I think. Yeah, need to be relaxed most of the time. Yeah, I'd be a good leader if you're not relaxed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I just, uh, it's pretty much, you know, apply what we learn from outside and other people see, you know, like for me, you know, learn to someone to develop ourselves to like how we do our, uh, we have a Filipino discussion group before uh, real talk and we do that uh, because to improve ourselves and to help them to, to uh, share our knowledge and get their knowledge to develop uh, or for us to this kind of stuff. And doing that way is, you know, like meeting a few, all oh, heaps of people at the same time and, uh, you know, you learn from them and you can bring to our side too, to our our business to help our staff too at the same time. Yeah, I think it's to be a good leader is we try to push always in the boundary and we, we try to understand what's going on surround us and um, be open of something for a communication or open for a new things, new knowledge. Oh, we fail for technology, but we try our very best. <laughs> but be open for something because sometimes there are heaps of changes also that is not required or there are things also that, you know, we need to retain. And, you know, understanding Kiwi way of many, many, many aspects actually in dairy farming that, you know, very challenging and you must be more aware of it. I think don't be afraid, you know, to change. That's that one thing. Don't be afraid to change or copy someone and improve it. And do you have a, a mentor or someone you go to it for advice or you, do you tend to take it from your community? Ah, oh, we have heaps of mentors. Yeah. <laughs> All of the old guys. <laughs> we, have, we have heaps of uh, people helping us, like, get along with the people, people on the, like, ahead of the company. I think it's... We've learned, Leo and I learned for those uh, from Kiwis that's been doing the dairy farming, you know, the originals, doing the farming. Old ways, we learn from them and then we apply to ourselves, to, you know, don't make it complicated. You mentioned that you are in a Filipino discussion group, Real, Real Talk, was that what it was called? Yes. yes. Yeah. And what other community groups are you involved in? Um, Leo's involved with the... Uh, with the basketball league, we, we do a basketball league here in Mossbourne. Uh, we are all we organize it to, you know, bring together everyone in winter, make it easy, and in this, and then we join to our other league in Imbergangel or Tautaue, that kind of stuff. Yes, and and I also doing the dairy women regional leader in the north area. So we try our best to be to be a part of the community and to understand more the community and you know we could bring this whether we like it or not the Filipino dairy worker are present in the organization and we try to uplift them to be more professional, effective, and efficient and they could relate with their boss and. Because it is important, those relationships is so important so that both sides will grow. And we have both happy they're informing. <laughs> and when we do discussion group, we're not doing only talking about farming. We, we, we try to coach them too at the same time. Where it's not all about dairy farming, but it's how are they to be a dairy 
professionals. How are they going to upgrade their career? Or if the issue is communication, how are they going to cross those languages in understanding the culture and the Kiwi culture? And how are they going to cross that one to Kiwi so that the Kiwi could understand it and so that they will also understand the Kiwi way? So it's to develop them in how to be retained or how to survive in a different scenario in their lives. And uh, Hazel, right at the start, before we recorded, you mentioned motivational and leadership books. Do you do, you do a lot of reading? I, by profession, I graduated in uh, human resources management, my degree in university back home. And then when I came here, I said I need to upgrade in Kiwi way. So I thought I just learned policy and, you know, the labor law side of it. But now I just realized I, I took the whole course of our diploma in human resources so that I will understand the Kiwi way because in human resources, it's not only about the common running of human behavior, but it's part of it, it's the culture. And I understand that there should be a merge between different culture in New Zealand. Whether we like it or not, New Zealand is a multicultural country at this moment. It's difficult, but you need to understand that it's more on merging both different culture and different beliefs. So that's how... At this moment, I am on my human resources for ITO level five. And diploma. <laughs> for diploma in level five. Wow, very good. Now, you talked about Leo using all his days off to do ITO. What does it look like at the moment? Are you doing training at the moment, using all your days off for development, or do you get to do some fun stuff as well? I'm not doing any kind of training at the moment. When uh, Darren said have discussion group, you always, I always attend. So we're still busy. <laughs> yeah, the moment, you know, like pretty much halfway of, or more than halfway of the season. Yeah, it's relaxing on the farm. We do some fun stuff. We, uh, like, we joining a basketball league in Embarcargill and Ottawa at the moment for, for the guys on the farm, bringing them with me. Oh, yeah. you, you forgot to mention about the netball with the women's <laughs> community for the local community. We have most born. And uh, netball community. And we encourage the Filipino to join netball yeah. because we don't have netball back home. We don't know how to play netball, but we play. Okay, we're about to wrap up. But before we do, what advice would you give other farmers about managing their team? I think understand what the guys want, you know, what they want to achieve in life. And like start from there, help them to develop themselves. And doing that, that will help you to achieve what you want to do or what you want to achieve on your business. That's because we cannot do everything by ourselves. We need, uh, we need help from them. That's very important for me. Anything from you, Hazel? We need to understand that human is so complicated. They have their own thinking. They have their own ways in life. But I think... It would be easier if you have in your team that has a passion in it. And if someone has a passion in it, it's, it's not hard to deal with. Because dairy farming is like a lifestyle. And you should have someone to be with that one as a lifestyle. And that leadership will be, that flow easily. 
Okay, thank you uh, both so much for joining us today. It's been an absolute delight to meet you and speak with you. Uh, if you are inspired by what you've heard today and are a dairy farmer that employs or manages people, join us at one of the People Expos throughout the country in March. So the expo is designed to help you tackle the big issues around recruiting and retaining people on farm and features thought leaders from within and beyond the sector. The People Expo is free to attend and lunch is provided. Head to dairynz.co.nz backslash People Expo for more info and to register. And we hope to see you there. Matiwa noho oramai. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Talking Dairy. Check the show notes on where to go for more information on this topic. And if you have any ideas on future episodes, please send an email to talkingdairy at dairynz.co.nz.